Hi, everyone, and welcome to AB Conversation, where we will help you CFP your way out of it. A podcast where you get into the minds of a couple certified financial planners on how we think and feel about everyday financial planning questions and what should really matter most to you. A healthier financial life starts now. Hey, Ben, welcome to 2024. Woo! It's a big year. Is it? I just turned 40. You're going to turn 40. It's like a whole new decade for us. Yeah, we're going to be old now. Crazy. Yeah, love it. <laughs> I'm leaning leaning into it hard. Cool. I'm not there yet. I got another nine months to go. <laughs> so let's hard kick pivot. off. Yeah. Yeah, let's kick off the new year. It is not uncommon. Um, I think that the turn of the calendar year is like a time for people to just reflect a little bit. And it's really no different for our clients. Mm-hmm. And specifically, already here in the new year, we know the yeah. market recovered a couple, uh, it recovered losses in mm-hmm. uh, a major fashion at the end of the year. Yeah. And now we're going to like big question of, well, what should I do now? As if something should be changing. So yeah, I think I'd really like to come at this again from a financial planning perspective. We'll give some market commentary, but Let's mm-hmm. just talk about this feeling that clients have around the new year. Things feel a little bit better in the market. So what should I do now? Yeah. Yeah. And I think where, where we often see that question, it, it comes at the extremes. It's just the two mm-hmm. opposite ends of the spectrum. It's, I think more frequently for us, it's, it's more along the lines of the market has recovered I lean more conservative with my investments. Like I, I don't like risk. So we've recovered some of these losses. I've been on this roller coaster ride since the beginning of 2022. Is now the time that we've recouped some of this? Is now the time to now change my investment experience to be more conservative, right? To not have as much of that roller coaster ride, all the way to the extreme of, well, things are things are doing well again. Should I be taking more risk? Now that now mm-hmm. that the market is doing okay, um, so it's it's interesting to see those those two opposite ends of the spectrum. But the point from our from our side of things is still the same. Does the timing make sense? Has the purpose changed? What has changed in their life that may dictate an investment change? And I think, as you alluded to, just because the calendar year flips. Doesn't yeah. That's I mean that's not how the market works, right? People the the prices of stocks doesn't necessarily change yeah. because the calendar changes. But as you said, it is a natural time of reflection, and that can lead to these bigger conversations on just strategy overall. Yeah, and I think we've come to understand more and more, you know, over these last couple of years because the market's been very volatile that it does weigh on emotions, and let's maybe focus on that more conservative profile now. It's absolutely natural. I think, I mean, think about anything that you go through in your life that's uncomfortable. Like take Adam out of the market, out of market conversation. Mm-hmm. You sur- you survived something that felt really uncomfortable. You're going to get to the other side of that and go, great, I survived <laughs> it, but I don't want to do that again. Yeah. Right? And I think, I think that some of the emotion bonds crushed our conservative investors there for a period of time and yeah, you know, still, still working their way out of that. Right. Um, so I do think it's absolutely natural for people to say, you know, now, now should I change my strategy, right? Should I yeah. put money in CDs at 5% and get rid of these investments? Safety feels better. So mm-hmm. I think we get that and we can give some context around why that may not be a good idea, but it, 
the short yeah. answer to these questions to your point is if something's not materially changing in your life, yes, hopefully you feel better now that things have started to recover, mm-hmm. but let's, let's not do something that in our minds may just be really expensive, right? Yeah. Just because things have recovered doesn't mean that, you know, the, the path moving forward is going to just reverse to the negative, mm-hmm. right? We, we allocate the way that we do based on the plan, based on what you need. And we can talk about some of that too. Yeah. And all that being said, we would not be shocked in the least to have some sort of pullback here or some sort of, you know, consolidation period in the markets where we're not going to continue this, you know, ridiculous upward trajectory that happened since November 1st, essentially. Um, So that is very natural. It's healthy for the markets to go through periods like that. Um, So we anticipate that to happen at some point this year. And maybe we're already experiencing this in the first couple of trading days of the year. And part of that is, it's all, at least in our minds, when it comes to the timing in, in, this, in this context, the timing of when do you get more aggressive, when do you get more conservative? Um, it's, yeah, number one, that's- That's a slippery a, slope, my friend. It, yeah, <laughs> that, could, that could be a fool's errand, but the starting point of where the market's at are, are really important, right? The, the fact that we had a really strong last two months of the year in, in 2023 now puts us at a, at a higher starting point with stock values now going into 2024, it just makes the hurdle that much higher to get another, you know, large year of returns. It's, it's less likely. It doesn't mean it's impossible. We still have a positive outlook on things by the end of the year, but the, the ride to get there may be rockier. Yeah. And I'll go back to the point on, okay, but the beginning of the year is completely arbitrary, right? If we (laughs) are planning for people and investing is supposed to be aligned with purpose, what is this money supposed to do for you? And when is it supposed to do it? Yeah. Right. If your cash flow needs in December are no different than your cash flow needs in January, then where the market starts and where it finishes throughout the year doesn't really matter. And that has yeah. to be part of the feedback that we're giving to people. If they're going to ask us the question, should my strategy change? Our immediate first question back to them is going to be, well, why should it? Is something changing in your life? Is there a material change to cash flow? Is there yeah. something big that you have planned? Right? Because we can and we have. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. know they're going to take money out this year. Sure. Yeah. But maybe the strategy is to put money in a money market fund and try to collect a little more interest. But mm-hmm. is it to take this conservative portfolio and make it more aggressive or take this aggressive portfolio and make it more conservative? It's typically not the way that we're going to operate. We wouldn't suggest that people operate that way. Right. Right. Even your point on if, if we know people are, are taking withdrawals or we know RMDs are going to be needed you know, for certain people this year. Yeah. The prudent thing to do when we've had a run like this is you take some of that off the table because we don't know what's going to happen throughout sure. the rest of this year. So you you protect some of that. It's yeah. But I think where where people sometimes get caught up is, you know, from from our side of things, when we're managing accounts, we're making we talk about it all the time. The, the moves that we're making are, are the dimmer switches. We're not you know, flicking the light on or off. And oftentimes I think that's how uh, often it gets approached that way from the client side. That is, if you feel this way about the market, then why don't we go to that extreme and you know, put all our eggs in right. one basket. Let's, let's make a, a concerted bet here. And some of that is on the more conservative side, not necessarily the risk, riskier side. Um, and it does, it, it comes down to, comfort 
right? There is comfort in knowing if you could get a 5% CD right now for the next six to 12 months, you know exactly what you're going to get. It doesn't matter what the headline news is. It doesn't matter what you see on the TV, what's happening, good or bad. Right. You are insul insulated from that. But to your point, if for investors, we have to take a long-term view because we don't know what's going to happen in the short term at any point in time. The market will always have the ability to make us look like fools in the short term. Right. Long term, so we know it's going to work. So as long as that purpose hasn't changed or a, a need has not arisen in their life or, again, their situation just hasn't been wildly different. Yeah, we would want to know more of the why would you want to get more conservative or why you would want to get more aggressive? Because it, it, it very well could be that the purpose hasn't changed. But if there's a disconnect between what the expected experience is from a risk level and the actual risk you're taking, we would want to right size that over time. Sure. Sure. And I think that's, again, that, that might be more, that might be for people that we really have not worked with or haven't worked with for a long sure. time. Right. Um, but yeah, I want to, I want to get more granular in this yeah. specific example of people that may be a little bit more conservative, because I know you've gotten the question. I've gotten the question. And this is now more than just once or twice. Yeah. CD, CD rates are really good. Like why mm -hmm. wouldn't I take money out of my investments now and give myself that guarantee so let's go through some of that because I think there may be yeah. people that we're not getting the question from, but they have that thought in their mind. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And, and it is, it is to start by saying we understand, right? That is not an irrational thought. Historically, it just could be really expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it does speak to just the general, we as human beings are just bad at making decisions with investing when it comes to timing. Right. And that just all boils down to our emotional adaptability. Um, oftentimes, yeah, it's it's contrarian. Right. If, if we have somebody coming to us and saying things are really good, I want to take more risk. Usually to us, that's kind of like the canary in the coal mine. That is, OK, well, if we get enough people coming to us with that <laughs> as the approach then maybe it's time we need to actually take risk off the table, because, again, we are just bad judges of that. Um, and that, that works on the, on the reverse here, to your point, with CD rates where they're at, 5% for a year or so is very compelling. Um, the point being, though, we don't know what's in store for, for 2024, and I think that even lends itself more to having the guarantee of a CD rate return. But historically speaking, um, and we have, we have there's a piece from Hartford, um, the Hartford, the insurance company, mutual funds, all of that. Um, that they put out that showed when the one-year CD rate has peaked in the past, and they used in their example 2006, the year 2000, 1995, 1989, 1984, those one-year CD rates, and when you then compare them to corporate bonds, municipal bonds, different areas of the stock market, all these different asset classes that we would invest in in a diversified portfolio, almost every single time frame and almost every single other investment has outpaced yeah. the one the one year CD return. And there's a lot of reasons that would go into that, um, but it does just speak to over time, you are rewarded for taking investment risk. Not always in short pockets of time, but in the long run, if you're able to stay invested, your investments almost always outpace whatever cash can generate in any given point in time.
So I have two thoughts here because he, here's what I heard. If money's coming from cash, mm. great. And a CD instrument may be a really good idea right now because we do believe that the federal funds rate has probably peaked, mm -hmm. right? So if a bank's going to give you an attractive rate on your cash, great. That's wonderful. But if you're thinking about liquidating your long-term assets, bonds, stocks, whatever it is, to put money right. into a CD, historically speaking, that that may be an expensive decision. That the comfort of that guaranteed rate of return from that CD mm -hmm. is is probably going to be an expensive comfort because historically yeah. these long-term assets will return more. And yeah. we we saw it already. If we we've been telling people to be patient with bonds for a little while now, especially our conservative investors, mm -hmm. the Fed's fund rate has peaked and they're going to drop rates at some point. Maybe it's later this year. Maybe it's next year. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Conventional wisdom is your bonds will recover in value. Yeah. But they did already at the end of last year in anticipation yeah. of some of this. And that's yes. where, to your point, the timing of things, we can't know. And if we try to time things, it's not going to go well. We're always going to be humbled by the market because the market is yeah. always a forward-looking mechanism. So yeah. I think it's going to be an interesting conversation with people because we get it. We get the comfort that can come from that guarantee. Mm -hmm. But what we need to lean on is the three-bucket theory, long-term investing. You've been through the worst of it. Hang in there. You know, yeah. We don't just need to change the strategy because the calendar year changed. Right. Yeah, and I guess one of the, one of the other <clears throat> potential risks when it comes to the CDs is that if you were to make a change, right, in, in your example, I agree. If, if it's already sitting in cash, putting it into a CD, earning more, makes all the sense in the world right now. Great. Take advantage of that. Yeah. But if you're pulling from longer term investments that we think over time are going to have a higher, higher rate of return for the level of risk that you're taking, if you were to make that shift into a CD, you're now introducing reinvestment risk. At what point mm -hmm. when, that C, when that CD matures... <laughs> Then what? What what are you what are you now doing? Are you buying another CD, which by the way is probably not going to be at another five percent interest rate a year from now? It's probably going to be lower. We don't we don't know, and we don't know to what degree. But I I I would be willing to wager that we're going to see lower CD rates a year from now than we do right now. In the meantime, what has the investment market done? Right, and that's that's the risk. That's a risk. Yeah, too, right? you've been sitting somewhere conservative. That feels good. But now flash forward a year from now, CD rates say they're at two, three percent. Maybe that's exaggerating uh, that they'll be they'll be higher than that. But point is, that won't feel as good. Now, now I want to move back into the, the stock in the bond market. But what has happened in the meantime? Did you miss out on returns? Again, we don't know. But this, but this we're not year, willing to make those bets. That's the point. That, that's it. That's it. Yeah, you're you're almost you're almost putting too too many of your eggs in the the safety basket. Okay. Where to to your point, if if the purpose hasn't changed, and you were able to ride out 2022, which was a horrible year for almost all investments, and really for the bulk of 2023, for the first 10 months of the year, bonds were still negative. Not only did they not just stay flat from the terrible 2022, we were even a little bit more negative up until the end of October. And then we had this furious rally to end the year in November and December. Bonds essentially ended up close to 6%. Different segments of the bond market are close, up close to 10% in a two month window. Yeah, yeah. Which, do we see that continuing to that degree? Probably not, but there is still a really good argument for bonds moving into 2024 
that when you compare, I'll say the risk-free in a CD to, there's still risk in bonds, of course, but we haven't, we haven't seen an environment like this for bond investing in a really, really long time where you have a lot of protection in bonds right now, even if things kind of go haywire economically. Bonds should act as a diversifier again, which we did not have in, in 2022. Yeah, and you're potentially clipping higher coupons. I mean, part of the yeah. whole point, CD rates are higher. That's in parallel with bond, you know, bond, new issues on bonds being higher too. So yeah, again, there, there's, it's not, it's not to say that people are wrong to ask these questions and, and wrong to engage in these conversations. I just often feel like not only with our clients, but on this podcast, we continue to hammer the same thing of like, yeah, let's have these conversations, but what should we do? Nothing. We should do nothing. <laughs> if we yeah. built the lifeboat around us that you know fits your plan, then the decision should never be to jump out of that lifeboat. Right. Ever. Right. Uh, so that all comes back to the three bucket theory, right? If you have if you have your savings and investments structured in a way to insulate yourself as much as possible from the market movements, then the 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 inflection points or or when when to make changes should be focused more on looking opportunistically at risk and not looking to get out of the way of risk because we would hope to have things structured that when things are not good we have the cash we have the short-term instruments that are just paying yeah. you to own them to ride out those negative periods knowing again over the long term you're going to be rewarded for taking risk and by the way if, if you were able to structure things that way when a 2022 happens or you get a little bit of a hiccup through 2023 you're able to take advantage of the downturns um, and have that work in your favor in the long run too i think that's a beautiful way to wrap this up because it does. It all comes back to that three bucket theory. We don't know where things will go this year. These are fair questions to ask, but oftentimes the time to change strategy is at an inflection point in your life, not mm -hmm. an inflection point in the markets. Because yeah. we just can't know. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. 2024, off and running. Hope Here this we was go. helpful. All right. Thank you. Appreciate you. Catch you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, Adam and I really appreciate you tuning in. Please note that the opinions we voiced in the show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be most appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, your accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to making any decisions or investing. Thanks for listening.